0: And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hello, Jill here. Welcome back to season four. I love saying that, season four of BU Podcast. Cannot believe we are in the fourth year of this amazing show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. If you're new, thank you to whoever should I say whomever, to whomever shared this show with you. And I'm so happy you're here. If you haven't listened to any other episodes, I always recommend looking at all of them, just scrolling through, taking a deep breath and looking at whatever jumps out at you and listen to that and listen to three episodes before you decide if you want to um, stay here with us. Don't forget to subscribe. So that way you get notifications for our episodes that come out every single Monday morning, morning in my time zone. And let's get on with today's topic. So this is actually an unexpected like piggyback or part two to last week. So last week I did a solo episode. I'll catch you up really quick if you didn't hear it. And I talked about um, the importance of and the growth that comes when we decide to do something we've never done before, when we're willing to be a beginner and like Potentially be bad at something, suck at something, look bad doing something, not be the best by far, get really uncomfortable. It could be anything from a hobby to a sport. It could be getting back into the dating scene or it it could be anything. But I talked about what shows up when we do that. And one of the pieces of that conversation is what I want to elaborate on today. So one of the pieces of that conversation was, so when you do start something, you know how a lot of times shit will just happen, like obstacles will show up. It could be, it feels like things are trying to get in the way. And some people will look at that and say, oh, that's a sign. That is a sign from God. That's a sign from the universe. I should not be doing this. And then we'll go back into our safety bubble. We talked about flipping that, and that's not bad or wrong. That's human nature. We do that. But we talked last week about flipping that narrative, as uncomfortable as it is and maybe scary even as it could be, looking at it instead as, oh, all these things are happening and getting in the way potentially of me moving forward, not because it's a sign that I shouldn't be doing it, but maybe this is some force, whatever you want to call it giving me these obstacles so that I can decide if I really, really, really want what I say I want, if I'm really willing to move forward in that direction, whatever it is. So as I listened to the episode and as I talked to a few people through social media who listened to the episode, I realized that there are a few pieces that were not shared that I would like to get into today because that wasn't the entire focus of the episode. The whole focus wasn't about the things that get in the way and what we get to look at about that. That was just one little piece of it. But let's make that an entire episode, shall we? So why does this stuff happen? So we've talked many times, and I've brought many experts on here who have shared with you what happens in our body, in our nervous system, what happens with what we call the reptilian brain or the monkey mind, the part of our brain that's sole job is to keep us safe, like literally keep us safe, like away from being, you know, killed. And when we are doing anything new, we've talked about the fact that that part of us will sort of like flip a switch, alarm, 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 danger, danger, to try to keep us safe. Because what is safe is what is known. What is safe is what is familiar. It doesn't mean it's good for us. So examples could be, as a refresher, what could feel safe could be being ignored being cheated on, what could feel safe could be physical abuse, being screamed at, being told that we're not enough and just getting the message as a kid that we are not worthy or that we are way too much. We're too loud, we're too big, we're too creative, we're too pretty, we're too whatever. And to keep safe, we need to be something other than what we are. So whenever we decided as kids to abandon all the parts of us that we need to abandon in order to be safe, and be loved, and be enough, we didn't realize that one day we'd be a big person, and all the stuff that we abandoned, and all the parts of us that we set aside, and we hid, and we shamed, perhaps, are all the parts that want to be brought forward, so that we can truly be us. So, when you and I are about to do something we've never done before, no matter what it is, and we start Seeing things get in the way, things that might seem like crazy coincidences. I twisted my ankle the week before I was going to start Pilates. I had a fender bender in my car the day I was going to the most important interview of my life because I wanted that job so badly and it's something I had never done before. You know, I got physically sick and got the flu right before XYZ or maybe just little things that just seems so insignificant, have tried to get in the way of something we say we want. One thing I didn't talk about last week is that those things are happening for a few reasons that are much, much deeper than what we might believe. One reason is what I just mentioned. Our ego, our brain, our nervous system is always trying to keep us safe. And if we've never done this before, even if we don't feel physically like nervous about it, our body might be feeling nervous about it. Our body might see it as a threat. Because remember, we store everything that we set aside and we suppressed in our physical body when we were children. Okay. So stick with me here. So our body and our, our nervous system, our, our, our brain might see starting that Pilates class or starting to maybe go on a health journey in general, instead of as, oh, thank God you're finally loving me and taking care of me, good for you. Because it's unfamiliar, not just because Pilates is unfamiliar, okay? It's not like that nuanced. I've never done Pilates. Maybe you've never taken care of yourself like that. Maybe you've never loved yourself that much. Maybe you've never strengthened your body that much and paid that much attention to your body. Whatever the reason, what might be happening is something might be trying to keep you safe and that something would be your nervous system. Your own body might be getting in the way because it's trying to protect you when what you're trying to do is the most beautiful gift for your body. It's so counterintuitive. You can also think of it like this because I would hear like nervous system and you know, part of my brain is doing this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, so let's say it a different way. Your old paradigm, what you've always thought to be true, what you've always believed to be who you are and what you're about, what you've always believed about health and wellness and physical strength and fitness and love and money and relationships and career and anything, Well, you've always believed, that paradigm is being challenged when you go outside of that to start that new business. To jump into that new relationship, to get on the dating app, to start playing tennis, to decide to do yoga, to try your first breathwork session. Everything you used to know as true, which is what you consider safe, is saying, not only is there danger there, but if you go and do that, it doesn't match with us, us being the current or old you. The paradigm where we live, if you go do that, it's almost like you're cheating on me. So I'm going to start ruffling some feathers here. I might twist your angle. I might get in the way. I may make you forgetful so that you forget your appointment. So many things could happen to try to mess it up or muck it up. And I feel like it's helpful to think about it this way, that it's just our old paradigm, our old, not wrong, not bad, our old previous safety bubble, our old paradigm, our old way of being and looking at the world and moving through the world and thinking and believing, being challenged. And if we've never done it before, think of how scary that is subconsciously. And if there is something trying to get in the way, don't always perceive it as, oh, this is resistance. I shouldn't be doing it. I had an intuitive hit. I had a download. I think we have to be really careful with that language. What if it's just you trying to get in the way of you being a better you? Remember that there has to be contraction before expansion. There has to be a death before a rebirth. The old parts of you have to die, even though they're not bad and wrong. They just aren't serving you anymore and you can't take them into the new you. And so it may seem so silly. Jill, it's a Pilates class. Okay, is it really just a Pilates class? Think about something in the past you've attempted to do or you actually did. Got your real estate license, whatever. I could give a hundred examples. And maybe you say, no, there were no obstacles. Nothing got in my way. I didn't break my ankle. None of that happened. Oh shit. That's the year I gained 20 pounds. Oh shit. That's the year I told my doctor that I was having trouble sleeping for some reason. I thought it was hormonal. Whatever. So I saw something on Instagram. It was so beautiful. And it was this beautiful video of a dahlia. I think I think a dahlia and peony are like my two favorite flowers in the world. And it showed as it's blooming a sped up version of it. And you see it contract, expand, contract, expand. I wish you could see me right now. You might say, that's why you're supposed to be doing video. Touche. But if you put your arms out, straight, and then bring them forward enough, just like you're going to hug somebody, okay? Right? That's contract, and then pull them back, expand, pull them forward, contract, expand, contract, expand. If you do that and then make your hands kind of flow, do you feel how it feels like wings? I just noticed that. When you do that, it feels like wings. Think of like a dance, and in the video, they actually, whoever was narrating it said that it's like a dance of contraction expansion, contraction, expansion, the part of the dance that, that stops a lot of us is the contraction. It's that pain or interruption or obstacle, or maybe what feels like a death before the expansion. And we've got to be willing to embrace that because it's, it's just necessary. So I use the word, I I think I use the word or the term upper limiting. I've talked about it in the past. I did not coin that actually decided today i'm going to message the author it's it's one of my all-time favorite books because it was so impactful to me the big leap by gay hendricks h e n d r i c k s hendricks and he has a couple books a few books and i'm going to message him and have him on this podcast because i started to talk about upper limiting and i'm like who's who better to talk about upper limiting than the author but let me just briefly mention that that's what this is when you and I are about to break a glass ceiling for ourselves, and again, the glass ceiling could be as simple and sort of like trivial as signing up for a Pilates class, deciding to go take a walk, deciding to get up 30 minutes earlier than normal, or allow yourself to sleep in. When we're pushing up against that, we're going to hit something called an upper limit. And there will be contraction. There will be death. There will be resistance. There will be obstacles. There will be unexpected things that will get in the way. But I'm going to tell you something else, and I'm going to share my own experience when I share when I talk about this. But I'm going to tell you something else that's going to happen. You're, if you're willing to, going to see your patterns. You're going to see all of the stuff that needs to die for you to move forward. You're going to get a hint. You're going to get a glimpse of it. If you look closely, if you're willing to get still enough to look closely at what's happening, you're going to see what you do every time you're about to get closer to who you really are. The pattern is harder to see because it's our own but it's also harder to see because we don't look very often because we're not pushing up against that upper limit often enough. But in my opinion, it's also harder to see because it's not concrete. It's not, oh, I just noticed that I did this. I do this every time that I, there is some of that, but I'm talking about underneath that. And the way you can figure that out is going into your body. It's always the answer, by the way. Breathing and feeling it. How am I feeling right now? What does this remind me of? When have I felt this way before? What is a story that's spinning around in my head right now that seems completely unrelated to what I'm about to do? And if you're willing to look there and you're willing to meet yourself with love and grace without judgment, you're going to see you're a little girl or you're a little boy, your inner child. You're going to see what they are afraid of. And if you're willing to say to yourself, to that little girl, that little boy, if you're willing to say, okay, you're safe. It's okay. I've got you. Nothing's going to happen. No one's leaving you. No one's going to hurt you. I'm just going to go do this thing. And we've never done that before. And it feels really scary. This is the goofy sort of cheesy stuff that someone could make fun of when I'm saying right now. This is the stuff that many of us don't say because it's so uncomfortable to even say it, let alone do it ourselves. And just like what I just said about the pattern we observe, that's where the gold is. Doing the stuff that is, according to the world, weird, strange, too touchy-feely, so weird. If we're willing to get over ourselves enough, I can picture, I know people in my life that would be rolling their eyes right now if they heard me talking like this. Oh my God, give me a break. That's okay. I'm looking for my own liberation. I don't know about you, Judy, but you can roll your eyes all you want. Doing this stuff, talking to our little girl or our little boy, putting our putting our hand on our heart center, our other hand on our belly, and just pausing and breathing and letting feelings, letting emotion come up and meeting it with love is going to get me way farther in life than doing the fake it till you make it bullshit and stuff it down and just do mindset, mindset, mindset. You might go faster right at first, but those of us who do what I just described will go deeper, further, wider, longer. Trust me. So I mentioned last week that I was about to do something that scared me. And I talked about this women's circle I'm going to host on Sunday. Oh, that doesn't scare me at all compared to what I'm about to do. I can f- actually feel right now in my chest like it's itchy, right? So I have some things I need to do. I need to finish this conversation with you. And then I have a, an interview to do and some other things. So I, I, do, I will revisit it. I can't do it right now. But when your body's talking to you, listen, right? That itchiness I'm feeling in my chest and I'm sure it's a little bit red. I can't see, but it's probably a little red. That's my body talking to me. Your body will talk to you if you listen. So what I'm about to do is challenging everything. The ego story I'm making up is, I don't really need to do that. I mean, it's just, I don't need to do that. I can just eat intuitively and listen to my body and I don't need to do that. Well, I don't need to do that, which is tracking my macronutrients. I don't want to fucking do it. I have no desire on one hand to do it at all. It feels like a cage. It's annoying. I just want to be free and eat intuitively and take care of my body. And at the same time, I'm doing it. I've realized that for me, because of the hormone disruption from menopause and the hormone disruption from my breast implants and still having heavy metals in my body and the hormone disruption from serious chronic stress for the past few years. And all of that combined, I am not going to get where I want to be just doing the intuitive eating and taking quote unquote eating clean and taking care of myself and going for walks. It's just not going to happen. And and I've decided for me personally, everyone's different. For me, I do want different. What I'm doing now is not going to get me where I want to go. So it's a long way of saying I've committed. You heard our episode with Kiki Herwit, first episode of season four. I committed to taking her last slot. She only takes a few clients every, I think, six months. And I committed to working with her to track my macros. I have talked so badly about the whole macro counting thing. Some of it I actually still believe is true. Like people should just be able to eat intuitively and you can't count macros forever. Who wants to live like that? What are you gonna do, walk around with a scale? It feels like a diet. All those things are accurate, but they're not true to me anymore. So I don't wanna go off on too much of a bunny trail, but that I said all that to share with you a real life story. So I committed to doing that with Kiki and I didn't commit lightly. I really fell into this. I slept on it. I really made a conscious decision to do this with her. And we were supposed to have our first call yesterday and everything got in the way. Everything. They were actual events, right? This wasn't me bullshitting and making it up. Things really did happen. My grandson was sick. And then I realized I told him, my daughter, he could spend the night since he wasn't feeling well and she wasn't feeling well. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I have no groceries. I have nothing to give him for breakfast. I have nothing to put in his lunch. Then, I mean, everything from that to issues with the car seat to him out of the blue crying and not wanting to go to school, which he never does. And so there were, there were these different things getting in the way. And it needed to happen. I messaged her and I said, I'm glad I had the shittiest morning ever. I'm glad all this happened and it got in the way of me having this call with you. Because here's what I realized after doing what I described earlier, feeling into it, softening, letting myself feel the emotions that were coming up, not judging myself, but looking beneath the surface and not just saying, oh, these are obstacles. This is going to allow me to claim it as my own. And this isn't opposition. This isn't a sign I shouldn't do it. This is a sign that it's meant for me. This is hitting an upper limit. I went deep into my heart, and I saw my pattern. And when I saw my pattern, I cried. Here I am again, putting everyone and everything ahead of myself. My daughter did not ask me to keep my grandson overnight, She absolutely is capable and is a single mother and does great and kicks ass at it. She wasn't that sick anymore. He wasn't that sick anymore. I didn't need to do that. In the morning, I absolutely could have called her and said, uh, screwed up. Don't have any food. Come get him and take him to school. But what I was doing is I was sabotaging myself subconsciously so that I would have to cancel the appointment with Kiki, not because I'm not meant to do this program with her, to track my macros so I can finally get my nutrients in balance so that I can see changes in my metabolism. But it happened so that I could see how often I put everybody ahead of me and how often I sabotage what is most important for me. And I mask it as love. I'm just being a good mother. I'm just being a good Mimi. I'm just being thoughtful and generous. No, Jill, you are a good mother and a good Mimi and super thoughtful and generous. And you're sabotaging yourself, your protective patterns coming up, trying to keep you safe. And your favorite hook, like what hooks me in the most is codependency and rescuing. So when I looked at myself, I realized my own codependency issues and my need to rescue and save everybody and help everybody and be the martyr showed up because that's what's familiar. That's what feels safe. It doesn't feel safe at all to be on time for a Zoom call with someone to talk about counting macronutrients and starting uh, what I believe is like a complex way. It ends up being simple, I hear, but a complex way of looking at eating instead of just being able to eat whatever. Like everything about me wants what's on the other side and everything about me is fucking terrified of what it's going to take to get there. So I'm actually glad I did that to myself. I'm glad I had a shitty morning. I'm glad I put everybody else first. I'm glad he was crying and didn't want to go to school. I'm glad when my daughter called, I was you know, snippy and said, I'm having a horrible morning. I can't talk about this right now. I'm glad I realized my chickens had no food at the last second. And I was even later to take him to school. I'm glad that when I got to school, the teaching assistant was not friendly at all to me. And I I had this like sense of like shame and guilt about going to the wrong door and taking him to school late. I'm glad it all happened. Because I saw my pattern and I decided I want this more than I want my pattern. I want this growth more than I want my old shit. I want this prize more than I want this ongoing dance and struggle that I call normal, that I call my current paradigm. So I had my call with her today. I was supposed to have a podcast episode done yesterday. I didn't get it done. I decided I would do it this morning. I ended up being up all night. Again, more stuff coming up. I was up from 3 a.m. until 5.30 a.m. and barely slept after that and ended up getting up at 7.45. Why do I say that? I say that because even more stuff tried to get in the way and I made a decision. I'm either gonna get up right now and do this call and be prepared for it and be ready to go, or I'm gonna hurry up and squeeze out a podcast and be unprepared for the call and not be ready for it, and be anxious, and be back in my old shit. And I decided to choose my health, to keep my word. My, my editor's listening going, keep your word, Jill. Oh, you didn't keep your word to me. <laughs> keep my word to my highest self, which was, I'll do a short podcast. I'll get it done as fast as I can, but I have to do this call because my health depends on it. This isn't just about, oh, I want to lose the 40 pounds I've gained. It's for my health too. All this extra weight is really not good for me. I'm so inflamed. You get it. So as you are looking at the stuff that tries to get in the way and shows up when you're doing something you've never done before, especially when it's something that you either secretly desire and you've been putting off or not allowing yourself to access or it's something that you know deep down is gonna be really, really good for you, or you know that this is like a key point on your path to your greatness, understand that when this stuff shows up, it's simply your body, your brain, your nervous system, your little girl or your little boy, your old paradigm saying, we're scared, we're afraid, we don't want you to do it, Please don't cheat on us and certainly don't abandon us. We don't know anything but what you've always done and it's gonna be way too painful for us to grow and we don't wanna do it. So it's gonna be easier to just pull you back into where we are and keep you where you've always been and you get to make the choice. And then remember the icing to this, the sprinkles, the cherry on top is looking even below that and seeing how you are showing up. Not just the obstacles, what are you feeling? What emotions are coming up in you? Are you feeling angry, anxious, sad, snippy? What is it? Go into the feeling and ask your body, ask your little boy, your little girl in you, what do you need? What are you saying? What do you wanna tell me? And then get quiet and listen. If you don't hear anything, then say back, I hear you. I know what you're doing and I know you're trying to help. You're safe, I'm safe. I got you. We're good. Nothing will hurt you. And I'm going to move forward and do this. And you're going to be fine. Know that there's going to be death before rebirth. There's going to be contraction before expansion. And you're going to be so, so happy you did this. So I'll let you know with my episode in January with Kiki how the macro counting went. It's going to be very challenging for me. And I'm also very proud of myself and excited about taking this on. I love you. I am proud of you. I see you even though I don't see you. I am you. There are thousands and thousands and thousands, I would say millions. No, there are millions of people all over the world who have felt and experienced exactly what you're feeling and experiencing. Whatever it is right now, including what we talked about in today's episode. You are not alone. You're not abnormal. There's nothing wrong with you. And everything is here to inspire you or to teach you. And nothing can really, really hurt you. Breathe, love yourself, and surrender. I'll see you next week.